Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Who said who? who yeah, I, I knew. <laughs> I'm telling you, Eric, Eric got uh, off social media, yeah. and I was like, you know what? I guarantee, like I was thinking in my head, I go, he hasn't even seen this clip. So on JJ Reddick's podcast, it was an exquisite uh, panel. Con- Exquisite conference of blowhards. J.J. Redick, Evan Turner, and Mr. Iguodala. Um, and oh, they were, J.J. used the prompt, like, what other city other than Seattle would you like to see an NBA team? Honestly, basically saying, like, from expansion. Yeah, like, what great city, what, what, name a great city. Correct. Rather than, uh, you know, rather than, he didn't say, like, right, who should we like, take a team away from? And Evan Turner just comes in from the top ropes, like, they should take the Grizzlies, move them from Memphis, and move it to Nashville. And so, like, it was just, I don't know. It, it's the classic, like, I feel like, though, we only do this with the NBA. Like, we don't talk about, we got to get your Packers out of Green Bay. We don't talk about, like. Well, because every owner's making so much money. They're, every game's sold out just about, even in cities where it's not sold. Well, look what happened to the Raiders. They had to get them out of Oakland. The NFL's moved were, more teams recently than the NBA has. Right, so you move the you move the Raiders out because the stadium's falling apart. It's decrepit. It was built in the '60s, renovated. It's just, it just wasn't conducive to making NFL money. I mean, like, just as someone who had been to a Raiders game at the Coliseum or O.co, Monster.com, whatever company was dumb enough to write them a check to name it this year, um, I I don't even think they, they got have, one this year. Coliseum. Well, no, they they, they didn't. But, Wasn't it Network Associates well, Coliseum been, at it, one point? It, Network it, Associates Coliseum. Overstock.com. Coliseum. Yeah, Overstock. The O.co Coliseum. So I had been there. I went to a Cowboys game uh, as soon as they opened things up after the uh, the pandemic. And I just walked around and I just I chuckled. And the person I was with said, what are you laughing at? I said, if I showed you where the Raiders are moving from to Las Vegas, you would totally understand why they're moving to Las Vegas seeing this. Um, and, and, you know, it was the same thing with it's why the Rams left it, when they were playing in Pasadena and, and playing at, at, you know, what's now whatever the Angels Stadium, Angels Stadium. And when they were then, you know, at times the Raiders were playing in the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. Yeah. That's, it's not conducive for these owners to make the type of money they can. Let's be honest about it. It's a, it's a money game. When corporations will buy suites, will pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for the right to send 20 people to a football game, have it catered, people go in. I mean, even you go to Nissan Stadium, it's it's not awful. It's just older. And they're building them a new one. And Oakland refused to do that. So, um, to you know, so I see that stuff. And then you hear, like, look, 
first of all, think about the three guys we're talking about. Evan Turner, always, you know, I don't have a problem with guys' voice and their opinion. Andre Iguodala is talking about, ah, I just don't want to be traded to Memphis. They're not going to be. Well, lo and behold, they're good. And you end up, you know, missing an opportunity to play with an exciting young superstar. But if he doesn't want to live in Memphis, if he chooses that's his route, he's well within his rights. I have no problem with it. I have no problem with him voicing his displeasure, or like voicing his opinion about that. But to, to me, to, to make those statements about a team that's established and it's not, it's not, you're not talking expansion, that's irresponsible because all that's going to do is really just create, if there's nothing behind it, if you're just saying it, boy, well, hell, I would love if we played in the Bahamas and we had a beautiful new facility uh, and played there for like five games so we could just go to the Bahamas for a week. If you're just talking about your personal preferences, the city of Nashville over Memphis, you're entitled to that. But talking about moving a team, that's where I just go, come on, man, like that's silliness. Uh, the, the arena here is beautiful. Um, I get it, though. You know, people are going to say that. I, the, the NBA, to me, I think they have to examine where it's working, where it's not by the numbers before you talk about expansion. Because in my opinion, there's a couple cities that are teetering on three or four, you know, one or two, possibly three bad seasons in a row of really struggling to put people in the stands. And when that happens, and if you can't keep players there, you know, Vegas and Seattle are, are seemingly the prime choices. When the Vegas WNBA team is selling tickets, when the hockey team is standing remotely. Now, granted, the NHL set them up for success. Yes, they've let's made them good. Yeah. What the NH- let's, be, let's be honest about what the NHL did. They knew they were expanding to Vegas. They said, if we make this a bad product and they can't get good for years, it is going to fail miserably. So, in our expansion draft, you can protect these guys – but if you protect two defensemen, you can only protect six more guys. So they were getting frontline guys, and their television voice is a friend of mine. He goes, I looked at the roster, and I went, you're kidding. This is an expansion team. This is a playoff team. And I said, you really think so? He goes, yeah, we're going to be really good. And now they've hoisted a cup. But having gone to some of those games, the thing about Vegas, when you, if you brought an expansion team, their big slogan with the hockey team, and they kind of throw this at Raider fans is Vegas born, meaning it was it started here. It wasn't somebody else's and we got it. It started here. So to see what they're going to do with the A's, the Raiders are always going to sell tickets because it's a once-a-week event. And let's be honest, if you're sitting in the middle of a, a, a snowy weather city, I'm not going to say which one, and you're playing the Raiders on a Sunday in December – and you can fly and go to Vegas for the weekend, catch your favorite football team, and fly home Monday, that's, a, that's intriguing to a lot of people. Well, and so, it's, it's also been a way for them to sell season tickets because a lot of these people that are Vegas locals buy season tickets and then they sell them to other fans and they make a ton of money because the tickets are priced so high. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's no question. And, look, there's a lot of people I know that live out there that Airbnb their houses with yeah. the tickets. They do a package deal. They're like, okay, look, you don't have to stay on the Vegas Strip. We live in Summerlin. We have a beautiful four-bedroom home with a pool. If you want the casino life, here's Red Rock and the JW Marriott, which are not on the Strip. They all have great entertainment. They all have great restaurants. We got great golf courses. You can make a weekend of it, whether it's a bachelor party, a family trip, your fantasy football team, you name it. And people are doing that. Like, hey, if if I had the money, I would have a vacation home in Summerlin with Raiders season tickets and make it a package deal. All right, cool. Give me 400 a night for the house, buy the tickets, and four guys can come here. So every guy that is 
chipping in a hundred a night for the house and buying their ticket, and you're you're walking to the bank every weekend. You know, it's it's beautiful. We're talking to Eric Hasseltine from the Memphis Grizzlies Radio Network here on ninety two nine FM ESPN. Eric, you bring we talk about all this the the. The Evan Turner comment is just random, whatever. Who's Evan Turner? Let's be honest. Um, in the yeah, grand right. scheme the, of you things. You mean a number two pick who never made an all-star game? Yeah, that Evan Turner? Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, but it does come up at the same, you know, in, in around the same time as this, you know, we're having this, the the talk of the, uh, you know, FedEx form renovations and Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium, all that stuff. But I'm curious your 10,000-foot view on the situation just from what you, I know, there's certain things you probably can't wade into, but I'm just curious your thoughts on how you know what you're seeing from afar, if you will, uh, on the arena front. Well, I mean, look, I still think when I go to other arenas, I still think FedEx Forum's a pretty special place to watch a basketball game. There are some things in there that when they were designed uh, back in, you know, the initial design coming, whether it was 01 or 02, how, but it didn't open till 04, that now – you got to fix obviously up front you had a restaurant bar idea that that didn't quite fly i love the caesar sportsbook sports bar um i think it's great i think you go in there but you've got to figure out a way to make that work as best you can uh during non-event nights and and that's a tough thing to do i mean it's crazy you go to and again, they change the names on these places. Where the Brewers play their games, it's like Century Loan. It's like American Stadium Century, or, I think. The I, mean, art, the, yeah. I always just say the artist formerly known as Miller Park. Yeah, yeah, the artist formerly known as Miller Park. We went last year to a game in October there, which it, it blew my mind. Sandy Alcantara, for those not familiar, was going to win the NL Cy Young. Corbin Burns, the starter for the uh, for the Brewers, was right on his heels. Best pitching matchup you could have asked for in like two months, and we bought seats down the third base line for thirty-five bucks a piece, like on on a ticket window. Me, Brad Jones, and Jason March went and just Ubered out from our hotel. But I looked at the restaurants at this place, and they said we're open year-round. I went, who in their right mind in Milwaukee drives out to the stadium to go to the restaurant? And someone said, you know what? It's actually a place where a lot of people come watch basketball, like. There's not a lot of houses right around the stadium, but they're in that area, and they made it attractive to go there after. So, they're gonna, I mean, they're always thinking. The guys in the front office with the Grizzlies are some of the smartest human beings I've ever been around. So they're always trying to think of what to do. So I, to be honest with you, I don't know about the, the renovations. I don't even know what the lease situation is with the city, how these things work. Usually to get, you know, like let's just take Evan Turner's idea – to have a team that's willing to relocate, you need a couple of things. A fan base that's completely given up on them, that hasn't happened here, and an arena that's falling apart, that certainly hasn't happened here. So you don't really meet the criteria. You know, you had in Sacramento an arena that was falling apart that had no real modern way of revenue streaming and a fan base that was fed up with paying high ticket prices, some of the highest in the league because of the income nature in, in California, and a team that couldn't play dead in the Western. You know, they just weren't very good. And they made mistakes in the draft, and they passed on guys they shouldn't have, i.e. Damian Lillard, and went with other guys that they shouldn't have. And, you know, it just didn't work. Now that they're good again, the league stepped in, saved them from moving. That's why it's named David Stern Way, where the arena is, because he stepped in and said, you're not moving. And then they got good, and now you can't get a ticket to a Kings game. I mean, you just can't. It's, it's, it's tough. I tell my friends now, I said, hey, it used to be easy for me to get you guys tickets. I'd allow a couple phone calls to people I knew at the, at the team, and 
they had some extras. Now I got like, this is what the allotment is that I get from our team. The guys that turn them in that aren't going to use them in sack, the, the people take good care of me, but it's a, it's a much smaller number than it used to be. So you don't have that here. So looking at it from, you know, a, a distance, I just think anybody worrying about this, you're you're worrying about nothing until there's a real threat. And again, if your team is good, and let's be honest, this team's good. This team's really good, and they're going to be even better this year. Granted, the first 25 games will be a challenge, but you know what team hasn't lost a guy for 10, 15, 20 games during a season that's a key member of their rotation? Usually, even Milwaukee's lost Giannis for stretches, and uh, Joel Embiid's been out for Philadelphia for stretches. So you just got to get through it. You got to find a way to get through it, and, and you know the situation, and you got to find a way to move past that and get the focus back on basketball. No, I think that's a it's a good point you bring up. Like I was thinking about it, like really, it feels like you mentioned David Stern in Sacramento. It feels like since Seattle moved to Oklahoma City, they've been much more conscious about like it feels like they don't want to go through that again. Where like Seattle really, you know, like and like even when they it feels moved, like there's still regret over even how they, that all went down. Even when they moved like the Hornets. To back to Charlotte, they they got New Orleans another team. Like, yeah, it feels like it's been well, more conscious effort with that. Here's the thing. So, well, you got that backwards. They moved Charlotte, moved to New Orleans, and then See, they got, so, yeah, and then they got sorry, Charlotte. Yeah, Bob, yeah, yeah, sorry. And because that was a sad situation. And talking over the years, getting to know Vladi Dibots when he was with the Kings, and I was covering them. He even said it was the saddest thing he had been to, to go to Charlotte, where when he once played, there was a two or three year wait list for tickets to where the building was empty and we've played in there where it's been empty. And, you know, now Michael's out of that, that realm. And so who knows what the new owners will do, but the facility's nice and it's in downtown Charlotte, but Mm -hmm. you know, like a lot of downtowns right now, there's, they're, they're trying to recover from all the things that have hit our country. And it's, they're not, that's not foreign to other big cities. See San Francisco. They're about to close the biggest downtown mall that I know of. Uh, in terms of one set brick-and-mortar shopping mall that had every type of store you can imagine, is, is supposedly going to close. And that means that they're, they're really losing money if that did because it's a big company. But you look, at, you look at these situations, and let's go to the Seattle situation first. You had a guy that, that was local that owned the team in Howard Schultz, founder of Starbucks, sells it to an Oklahoma energy guy. The Oklahoma Energy guy, I'll never forget seeing this because we played them right towards the end. They did a town forum. Clayton Bennett gets up, talking to fans, talking to leaders of the city, and they're, like, basically begging him to not move the team. And he looked at them and he said, I'm a businessman. I am more than willing to stay if you make it worthwhile for my business to stay here. That's all they had to do. The uphill battle when you're battling a stadium issue like that is, let's be honest, take half the population and put it on the no side almost immediately. Maybe 40%, 35% if you're really lucky. Because they don't care. They don't care about sports. They don't mm-hmm. want to see public dollars going to a venue. They don't care about music concerts. They don't care about events. They don't think big picture. Like, even though I don't care about this, if it brings revenue for the city, it's a good thing. So, Take, for example, I couldn't care less about ever going to an opera. If mm-hmm. somehow, some way, Memphis was like a hub for opera activity, and they said, we need to build this state-of-the-art opera facility, we're going to get hundreds of thousands of people a year to come out here to visit this place, it's going to generate all this tax revenue, I'd be like, okay, I'm in, go, let's do it. If it's good for the city, it's good. 
The problem is people don't think that way. People think, I'm never going to go to a game. I'm never going to go to a concert. Why do I care if Key Arena in Seattle is outdated, antiquated, and, and terrible to see a basketball game at? I don't. So I'm not voting for a new arena in Bellevue. And so Clayton Pennis like, hey, Oklahoma City has already said they'll renovate this thing that's right down the street from my office. People there are dying for a pro sports team. When the Hornets played there after Katrina, they sold every game out except for one, and that was a game they had a day to sell tickets, happened to be against the Grizzlies, and they missed the sellout by selling like 300 upper deck tickets. Had a day, sold it. We, that year the Grizzlies were not very good. That was the year they tried to play at LSU in the Maravich Center, and when Kobe and the Lakers came, they tried to give them the best games. They drew 2,000 people. After one game, they said, we're not coming back to LSU. We're going out to Oklahoma City. That's mm-hmm. how they got a team. And so now you're looking at a city that's going like, hey, maybe we messed up. We miss having this. They've totally gutted and renovated Key Arena for like the fifth time. And it does look good for the Kraken. But, again, the owners were saying, we don't have suites. We don't have restaurants. We don't have ways to generate that revenue that allow us to be competitive in a league where some teams – either A, have the notoriety, i.e. the Lakers and an open checkbook for them, or the Knicks of the notoriety, if Bulls even notoriety, or teams that just have ridiculous amounts of money because they, like the Knicks again and some of the other teams. But, you know, look, Golden State didn't have the notoriety, but they had money because people went. And people were always going even when they weren't good. Now they've got a beautiful arena, and it's absurd what they can do and go over the cap and things like that. So it, it all blends into it. It's a it's a crazy world that sports has become. The days of just having a stadium and having a team are over. If you don't take care of your team and don't don't take care of your stadium as a city, you're going to have teams threatening to move. The one example where that may never happen is Green Bay. Yes, they're publicly owned, but they don't have a, you know, as a shareholder, I don't have a vote. I get a ticket to the shareholders meeting. What basically means is I get a ticket to fly up to, to Green Bay. I have to pay for the flight. I can get into the event. I get to eat and drink, you know, at the at the party, and we all get to talk about how great the Packers are and the, and the great days of old. We don't have any say in anything else. We can't walk up to the GM and go, hey, what do you think about drafting this kid out of Memphis who's pretty good? Mm. Yeah, I don't think about it. Leave me alone. Go back to your free buffet <laughs> and, and, and beat it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.